Welcome to the Caitlin Hansen Show. Welcome back for the second half of Utah's top 10 business stories of Q3 this year with David Politis. Hey, Caitlin. We're back. You bet. First, we're going to do our recap and forecast. Yes. Because we do that every Monday. Yeah. It's Cyber Monday. It is Cyber Monday. I hope everyone's at home shopping. Yeah. Buying all the things. They didn't have too big of a turkey coma. Mm. But yeah. How was Thanksgiving? You know, it was good. We have some of the family together and lots of fixings, and I probably put on about seven or eight pounds. So I'll be working that off this coming <laughs> That's week. That's the recap, or so. and the forecast exactly. is you're going to work it off. Yeah, I'm going to try. Great. Try. My family does very mellow. We just sit at home, do takeout, nothing oh, big, no okay. turkey. We don't. We want to ski all day, so no okay. one wants to be cooking. That sounds fun. Yeah. yeah. So we had Black Friday. We talked a little bit about that. Last week on how yeah. everything's changing. Everything's kind of online anyway. So today is Cyber Monday. So right. there may be some special deals if you're shopping. Right. We're going to leave that alone. Enjoy your shopping. Okay. Let's forecast what is coming up, though, in the Silicon Slopes world, because we are bringing back the Hall of Fame. Give us some history behind this. Sure. So those who remember in the ecosystem here, we had... Silicon Slopes formed in 2016, but previously was an organization initially known as UITA, Utah Information Technology Association, later renamed Utah Technology Council. And the two organizations moved, merged. Um, I would say we actually acquired them, but, you know, that's kind of, you know, a little bit of knit here and there. One of the great things that Utah Technology Council did, they started to recognize some of the most amazing contributors to Utah's role as a leader in technology here in the state by forming a Hall of Fame. And so that went on, became this black tie optional event, a thousand people or more would get together, and then we had this merger. And when that happened, we kind of took a pause. Not anymore. We're bringing it back. February 2022, we're bringing back the Silicon Slopes Hall of Fame and making it with a little twist. So this year it is going to be black tie with sneakers. And in addition to recognizing some of the top movers and shakers in the technology field in the state of Utah, we're also asking our viewers, hey, do you have somebody that you would recommend for consideration or a product or a service or a company? If so, make a recommendation online. Similarly, if you think you're big stuff, Maybe you're the chief revenue officer for this hot up-and-coming company and you think, I want to make sure I throw my hat in the ring or for this product or this service or this company, you can also apply. So, com. Real simple. Go there. It's live now. Make an application. Make a recommendation. Buy a table it's going to be a big, big deal. It's going to be happening the latter part of February. I'm looking forward to seeing what kicks you're going to be wearing. Well, no I'll one can see right now, but I'm rocking some new That's Nikes. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. I'm going to be looking for some new kicks myself. But yeah, it should be a lot of fun. That's going to be a party. And what I love about this is that I think it's a really important thing to hold space to recognize accomplishment in our yeah. community. Yeah. There's so much going on in Utah. There is. I mean, we're going to even talk more about all the successes that we're seeing here right. with companies around the state. And having a moment to kind of celebrate and yeah. pause on all the business negotiation, right. you know, and just have a good party. Have a good time. And there, are, it's not just people, products, companies, there's a lot of fun stuff yeah. happening. So apply or make a recommendation. 
and get your tickets. Absolutely. Get a table. Sign we'll up, We'll be baby. there to party Sign with up. you. Absolutely. Okay. As promised, we're diving into now the top five business stories of Q3 of this year here in Utah. We did the top 10. So we did the 10 through six last week. Right. And today we're going to finish with the top five um, and kind of do a wrap up of why all this is so important to Utah right. and why you chose these top five. Again, you can find the written article on our newsroom That's right. online. But we're going to talk about it. Newsroom.siliconslopes.com. Yeah. Right. And of course, number five. I mean, when is Qualtrics not in a headline somewhere, right? Ryan Smith's always doing something amazing over there. Right. And so we're going to talk about Qualtrics and the acquisition that happened in Q3. Yeah. So in third quarter, uh, Qualtrics announced that they were acquiring a company on the East Coast called Clarabridge. And it was $1.125 billion dollars with a B and yeah it was like how do we build out the offerings that we have for our clients in this area known as experience management and the management team David's taking a call during our podcast you can't swear on here we're gonna keep going just turn it off this is good content David (laughs) okay that was way embarrassing. Welcome back. Great. Not quite <laughs> Have live TV. Have you ever been TV? on TV before? Oh, fine. Come on. Fine, Come fine, on. fine. Okay. Turning it off right now. <laughs> Throwing it on the floor. Oh my gosh. Do not do that. It's okay. Okay. Deep okay. breaths. Okay. We're okay. back. Qualtrics acquires <laughs> Claire Bridge. Why is this important? <laughs> so at the end of the day, Qualtrics said, this is something we should do. Claire Bridge. Clara Bridge should be part of our stable of offerings in the experience management space. And so they made the offer. And sure enough, that's what they did. They bought Clara Bridge. And my computer is blown up because I'm getting these messages and it's so embarrassing. <laughs> it better be our boss. Otherwise, I don't know this it is, is not I don't important. know who it is. It's like, let me just turn off my They're like trying to get us well. off the air is exactly. what's happening here. There we go. I like okay, this. Now we're I like this kind of content. This is like, wow. This is great. This is like live TV, except it's on the internet, but okay. And we're going to make sure it goes up live because this is important. It is. They need to see that we're human. We are. Because I know there's so many people well, that don't I'm more human. I'm more human than you is what we're saying, but that's okay. Okay, back at it. Number four. Number four. HCA Healthcare. Entering a couple of agreements. There's actually two healthcare stories in the top five. Yeah. Let's dive into this one. Yeah, so HCA Healthcare is the largest, if I remember correctly, the largest healthcare provider in the country. They're based out of Kentucky, and they own a number of hospitals and facilities here in the state, and they announced in the third quarter that they were entering into what were two separate agreements, all related around a company called Steward Healthcare. And what's interesting about what some companies do when they announce a financial tracks transaction, they don't always tell you, you know, how much money, right? How much money was spent or how much money are they going to spend? So you sometimes have to peel into the, mm-hmm. the inner core of that onion to figure out what's going on there. So there was really two transactions here. The first was, is that they're buying these, the operations of these steward healthcare hospitals here in Utah. And based upon some data that I uncovered, it looks like based upon a per bed revenue per year, hospital beds, that portion of the deal is probably about $1.2 billion. But that part of the deal didn't involve the buildings or the land. 
And so they had a separate deal. It's a master lease. And once the acquisition of the operations is done, the master lease kicks into place. And then they have the ability in 2028 to buy the buildings, to buy the land, $1.2 billion. So all told, this HCA deal is $2.4 billion. And I know it's a lot of numbers out there, but that's what's going on. It probably actually vaults HCA Healthcare to be the number two healthcare provider in the state of Utah. Wow. Okay. That's big. And yeah. the next piece we're going to talk about, we're going to dive right into number three, which is Intermountain Healthcare's yeah. acquisition. Yeah. And then I want to kind of touch on what this means for healthcare as like a foundation for Utah. What does that mean for us as individuals in the community? So right. go ahead. So Intermountain Healthcare is the largest healthcare provider in the state of Utah. Uh, traces its roots back to the mid-1900s, if not even earlier than that. Um, and they announced that they're acquiring SCL Health. SCL Health is out of Colorado. And when you dig into the information on SCL's website, they have facilities in both Colorado and Utah, and not in Utah, sorry, in Colorado and in Montana, they're doing $2.8 billion a year in top-line revenue. So by doing this, a couple things happen. One is that Intermountain Healthcare spreads out their footprint. They're now no longer just in Utah or southeastern Idaho. Earlier in the last year and a half, they've expanded into Nevada, and now they're expanding into Colorado, and now they're expanding into Montana. By having a bigger footprint, it makes it easier for them to provide services to their patients, to you and I, through a bigger area. And the larger your revenue base is, potentially the better prices you can get as a healthcare provider hmm. or things like this stent that goes into your heart in a surgery or these bandages or whatever it might be. So it gives them more buying power. That's one of the benefits there. So anyway, it's... We have the youngest population in the country as a state, right? But we're also rapidly growing. Utah County alone is seeing 60% of its growth is coming from people who live here already. This is not people moving in. They're having lots of babies, mm. right? And it's not just Utah County. It's actually throughout the state as a whole. The more people we have, we need better and better health care. We need more options and everything. One of the other things that we're seeing that's happening in the healthcare arena is telehealth. There's a number of companies that are doing more and more in telehealth. Intermountain's one. HCA is one. University of Utah Health is another. All three leading in what's happening with telehealth. That's helpful and beneficial to us as citizens of the state of Utah. There's a lot of expansion happening, both from the pandemic, going more toward health, telehealth, and then obviously the expansion is a population that we're talking about here in Utah. Correct. So lots yeah. to come yeah. and lots of growth in our healthcare world yeah. here yeah. in Utah. Yeah. All right, business story number two. We all know this already. Larry H. Miller Group agrees to sell its dealerships. We saw this coming. They sold the Jazz a year ago, a little over, almost a year ago. Yeah. And this hit at the beginning of this fall. Right. What do we need to know about it? Well, like you said, it. some people were surprised. But if you saw what the Larry H. Miller Group of Companies, the Miller Ownership Group did, by agreeing to sell off the Jazz, something that, most people said, would never happen. They showed that they were on a path for greater diversification and for divesting. 
So you divest, you sell off parts of your business or your business and allows you to do different things with your money to move into other areas, diversify your financial portfolio. That's what they're doing. So by selling off both Larry H. Miller's dealerships, one of the largest in the country, to this group out of Atlanta and also selling their aftermarket care business, the auto care group, I think is what it was called. It now gives them opportunities to do new things. And earlier in the year, one of the things they did besides sell off the Utah Jazz is they purchased Daybreak. The Daybreak community in South Jordan didn't put a dollar figure on it, but by my calculation, that's probably north of a billion dollars that they spent to acquire Daybreak. So really big deal. Apparently, the new owners are going to keep the Larry H. Miller uh, branding and everything. I'll be very interested because that's where we buy our cars is we buy them through Larry H. Miller auto dealerships. Well, if you didn't catch it, I had the chance to talk to Gail Miller backstage at Silicon Slope Summit about a month ago. And she and I talk about this a little bit and how excited she is to be able to get her fingers into more things in Utah and help uplift the community. And if we've seen anything from the track record of the Miller family. Yeah. You know, they've created this empire with the Utah Jazz to then hand over to Ryan Smith and Dwayne Wade to only succeed. Right. They've done the same thing with their car dealerships to hand over, and I'm sure they will only continue to help Utah grow and do incredible yeah. things. A great, a great success story in yeah, Utah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right, number one, I feel like we need a drum roll. We put that in After Effects. Um, the number one story, Utah surpasses $13.53 billion in transaction value during the third quarter. So this is kind of an umbrella of what we've been talking about in some of these top 10 business stories of the quarter. Why is this important? Why did this make number one? And what does this mean for Utahns in our community and economy? So, you know, I went to school at Brigham Young University, started in 1975. And then after school, moved away, went to San Francisco, my home, went up to Seattle, moved back here. When I moved back here, in many ways, Utah was considered flyover country. And when I say flyover country, I literally mean that people would fly over the state of Deseret and they'd wave, right? Because Mm -hmm. they weren't stopping. Well, what was here for them to attract people? Well, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, of course, was here. Of course, right? of course. And that <laughs> attracted some people and the great mountains and great skiing and snowboarding and fishing and mountain biking and all that. But Business, industry, tech. There was, there was some, but not, much. Not, not at the same level back in the 70s and 80s. What's happened is, is it's all transformed. Utah is no longer a flyover state. We have money from all over the globe that's looking at Utah for potential investments for moving enterprises here. And I've got a great story that's coming that I'm not going to tease down the road, but it's everything from hedge funds to private equity groups to family offices to super wealthy individuals that are saying, hey, not only should I be going skiing or snowboarding or hanging out during the winter in Park City or up in any part of Utah or going fishing or whatever, maybe there's business that I should be doing there in Utah. Well, if you walk out our front doors right here at the Lehigh area, Thanksgiving Point area, you see what's happening. I feel like every day I drive down here, there's a new building going up. Well, and, and having grown up, you know, being a native San Franciscan, having grown up in the San Francisco area and living in Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley used to be 
prune orchards, right? It was literally farmland. And now that whole area has been transformed. And what transformed it? Technology and money, right? And so Silicon Slopes got started focused on technology as a 501c3 nonprofit focused on technology and startups. And today we're expanding and saying, look, it touches everything. The moment you have a smartphone like mine that's on the floor, mm-hmm. the reality is it infuses everything you do regardless of what industry you're with what industry you're in. So take that and then look at that line from all the president's men. Follow the money. Where's the money at? Where's the money going? Where's the money coming from? The money is coming into Utah. And so when I add up all the numbers that we're aware of, that's been publicly announced, $13.5 billion in transactions taking place in the third quarter of this year, it's insane. It's more than half in one quarter of all the transactional value created in all of 2020. And in fact, through the first nine months of the year, we're now, we've now generated more transactional value in Utah than all of 2020. We're on track to do probably close, I would guess, to $35 billion, which would be almost an increase of 50% over the record year previously, 2020. That's why this is the number one story. So 2020 was already the record year. That wasn't a weird dip because of the pandemic. You're saying from 19 to 20 to now, we are exponentially growing Yeah, if despite I, the pandemic. If I draw this correctly for our viewers, it's going like this. It's up and to the right. Mm-hmm. And so from that standpoint, it's really exciting to see. It's really encouraging. And the more money that flows into the state, there's more money then to turn around and to invest and do other things. Look, not to get religious, but there's this very interesting parable in the New Testament about this, this gentleman who gives out talent. They were a form of money to three servants. And the two servants that went off and magnified their efforts and grew their talents got more talents. It's about business. That's what's happening here. People that have success with their business what do they do? Yeah, some go off to a beach and drink Mai Tais and they're done. But a lot of people, what they do is they turn around and look for ways to make a difference and they because it's fun for them mm-hmm. and they want to grow and so they invest and we're seeing that. We're seeing that here in Utah. That's what's cool about this. So what I'm gathering is this is scripture, what's happening in the business world right here by David Politis. <laughs> I'm not preaching, young lady, but it is... Religion. <laughs> We're off the rails today, David. I know we are, I know. Exciting things happening Very much here so. in Utah. Yeah. We're going into the holidays. We're wrapping up the end of the year. If Q3 was that good, I'm excited to see how we end 2021. Well, we're already almost, we're more than halfway through this fourth quarter. Yeah. And I keep thinking there's going to be a pause and it ain't happening. Yeah, we're steamrolling. It's good. It's not happening. And so it's great to be in Utah. It's great to be part of the state of Silicon Slopes. It's great to be in business. And it's fun to be here with you. You too. And I would like the record to show that I thought Utah was cool before it was cool. Yeah. 
You know, Good all these you. people coming in, moving yeah, in. Yeah, I got you. Cramping our <laughs> canyons and <laughs> buying up all the homes. There you we go. We were here first. We yeah. are from from the Bay Area, right? Yeah. But we like Utah. I love it. This is this is what I tell people about Utah. Okay. The bad part. We don't have Major League Baseball. <laughs> we don't have the NFL. These are the bad. And we don't have an ocean. We have everything else. Yeah. Like seriously. And if I need to go see the San Francisco Giants or if Clint knows, needs to go see the Dodgers, hop on a plane and go watch them. If you need to get, you need to fix the ocean, 90 minutes, an hour, two hours, you can be at the ocean. Everything else we have here. And if you're not okay with that, then stay away. Yeah, we'll go ahead. stay here in our hub of technology and business and mountains right. without you. Well, yes. thank you for the download again. You can hop on line and read all about this. The written form Absolutely. on the newsroom from David. We'll see you next Monday. We're getting closer and closer to Christmas yeah. for another recap and forecast. Yep. Thanks so much. Thank you. Signing off, I'm Caitlin Hansen. We'll see you next time.